This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work, a movement that seeks to inspire, equip, and ignite leaders to advance God's kingdom through their influence in the marketplace. Find out more at www.kingdomatwork.com, kingdomatwork.com. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast you from Tampa Bay, but of course, across the fruited plain from Tampa all the way over to California and up to Alaska and all the way back over to New York on iHeartRadio. Just check it out online, iHeartRadio. Just look for Salem's uh, Faith Talk station on iHeartRadio, and you can listen to us every day as we stream across the country on uh I Heart Radio at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But right here in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 and FM 102.1 and all over Jacksonville on 91.7, 91.9, 91.3 and FM 100.3. We're just so grateful that you tune in today. Thank you so much for being a part of the I Work For Him audience. Martha, before we get started with our guest today, just tell people how they can engage with us on Facebook. Well, on Facebook, Jim, we do have um, the opportunity to post the show every day after it is podcasted. So if for some reason somebody missed it and they want a quick way to um, get to the rest of the show or the beginning of the show, that is a great way to do it. They also get to see, you know, um, I wanted to say a mugshot. It's probably really not a mugshot, but a, a photo of maybe whatever, you know, our guests that we had with us or something about our day as well. So it just really um, is a fun way. I love Facebook because I get to kind of, you know, eavesdrop into what people are doing throughout the day. That's what people are worried about on Facebook is people uh, are eavesdropping. You know, but, but we have nothing to not eavesdrop about on I Work For Him. Everything that we say, we're hoping that people hear it and are inspired and encouraged by the message that we get to share. So go ahead and eavesdrop away. And we'd love that. Absolutely. All right. They say that love is all you need. Love will keep us together. Love makes the world go round. But when was the last time you heard that loving your employees, your bosses, your coworkers was the best medicine to develop a healthy culture in your workplace? The so-called pundits are scared to use the word love because misplaced love and misdirected love can be very inappropriate, can be a very inappropriate thing in the workplace. However, When you're talking about loving people with the love from God, the love that Jesus demonstrated while he walked among us, then we know we're talking about self-sacrificial, unconditional, put others before yourself kind of love. That kind of love transforms everyone around us. That kind of love is the love that we all need. Kathy Branzell is back with us today to talk about Love 2020 and the drive to transform our country with with an authentic touch of Jesus' love. Kathy Branzell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, Jim and Martha. So good to be back with you. We're excited to have you back, too. It's always fun to be be with a friend on the radio as we've done so many shows together. Kathy, you just got back from a, a whirlwind trip across the globe. And I love seeing how my how our Heavenly Father gets involved in the intimate details and the finite details of our lives. Can you share a time from the last few weeks where you saw God get involved in your life in one of those intimate, finite details? You know, it's been this incredible journey, especially lately, to just try to be aware of God and what he's up to every minute of every day. Just the thought that I'm still breathing, you know, tells me that he is here. But what I have seen recently is him giving me gentle lessons of ways to uh, grow me, Uh, to groom me, whatever you want to say, however, whatever verbiage you want to use so that I can be a better servant and I can love better. And so it's, uh, it's a privilege to be considered a national coordinator 
of a ministry called Love 2020. But if I don't live it out in everyday ways, um, then why why am I here? If, mm-hmm. if I'm not putting into practice what I get to talk to people about and help collaborate with every day, um, then I have no business being here. And so I would say the finite, the, 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 the sweet little details of life, God's been showing me little places where there was room for improvement. As a teacher, you remember when we were in school and they would oh, say, yeah. you know, they've got this covered, you know, or satisfactory or, you know, needs improvement. improvement. God's been showing me places that I needed improvement over the last few weeks. And I'm grateful. You'll find this amazing. So, you know, Martha and I are very different people, as you very well know. But what's amazing is our report cards were very similar as we grew up in elementary school. We got great grades on academic stuff, but with regard to talking and with regard to behavior in class, we both got N's for needs improvement. (laughs) And it wasn't because we needed to. Teachers found 50 different ways to say she needs to talk less. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently is what makes us. My second grade teacher, who is my total inspiration for everything I do, Miss Wanda Edwards in Abilene, Texas. Mm. And she told my parents I had the joy of speech. (laughs) Oh, what a what a good spin. On, on something that probably hindered a lot of the things in the classroom at the time. The joy Good teacher. of speech. Uh, That's pretty fantastic. That I love that. Okay. All right. So let's let's just talk about Love 2020. You lead this movement called Love 2020, which people can find out about online, love2020.com. What what is this what is this movement all about? So we could all agree that uh our, our country um, has some needs improvement places. And, and yeah, maybe we, I think we could agree to that. Yes. Now we, we, we could just, and instead of grumbling and complaining and pointing the finger, love 2020 is all about us being obedient to God because he's given us the keys. He's given us the secret, whatever, however you want to say it to changing our country. So instead of grumbling and complaining and blaming the only thing that's going to change our country is, first of all, for us to first, as Christ followers, be obedient and love him. And then secondly, let our love for him and his love for us flow out and love others who are like ourselves made in the image of God. Now, we can sit and pick through differences all day long. But what Love 2020 is saying is in obedience to God and our love for him, we're going to love one another through praying, through caring, and through sharing the kingdom message, the good news of Jesus Christ. What does that look like? I mean, what's it look like? So it looks like every day along the way, possibilities. So from the moment you wake up in the morning, how can I pray for the people around me? How can I care for the people around me? And then how can I share that those those connections are connected to God? This isn't um, justice. This isn't social justice. This is because I love God, I love you. And so it's taking a negative um, attitude uh, and turning it into a positive. It's, it's looking for a connection point. It's looking for a need. It's looking for a person who's hurt in your workplace, who's acting a little differently, who might be very difficult to get along with, um, who has had a change in behavior, uh, and, and just going to them and, and 
starting out by just being a good friend, by making them feel safe with you, by making them feel cared by you, and then growing that relationship so that you can share more deeply. And it starts in your home, can spread to your neighborhood, your workplace, your school, and beyond. So, you know, it's not just, um, you know, like you were saying, it's waking up every day and asking, what is it going to, you know, help me to be aware and obvious, uh, uh, aware of what's going on around me and speak to that. But it's not like you walk up to somebody and go, I'm going to love 2020 you. This is, this is like, <laughs> it's not a, it, you know, let's speak to that for a minute because it's really yeah. a heart change that happens, right? It really is. Yeah. And it has to start with us, although that's funny, you know, I, Get get some love twenty twenty t shirts that says beware love on the way. Um, <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Prepare to be loved. Um, so it, it it's a lot of different things, but um, sometimes the, the and I just feel like the enemy makes us feel like it's it's either overwhelming, mm-hmm. like all the change that needs to happen is beyond us, and it's overwhelming, or we're just insignificant. And we can't make a difference. And so we isolate ourselves and we don't talk to people. We don't talk to strangers. We don't go to our neighbor because we might offend them. Um, And on and on it goes. But this is really just a decision that I'm going to, in big and small ways, um, I'm going to choose to love instead of choose to judge hate, separate myself out. It's it's love beyond me. It's love beyond my preferences. It's love beyond my comfort zone. You're leading this um, movement, Love 2020. And, and really that we are so excited to reintroduce that to our listeners to really get them to understand that, you know, God just has a plan. It's laid out in the scripture. We read all the time about loving on people, caring for people, praying with people, but we're not we're not really actively doing that. So you guys are really kind of bringing awareness to what it is that God really asks us to do. So um, let me just go there. Is there a foundational scripture that really sets the pace for this? Or is it just everything that, that God has commanded through the scriptures and shared with us? Um, well, I'd, I'm really excited that the National Day of Prayer, if you guys haven't heard that the National Day of Prayer um, has picked their theme for this next year, for this next May, um, but throughout this year, love one another. Mm. And I think that just really encapsulates um, even Love 2020. I love that the Holy Spirit is speaking this over all different groups at yeah. all different times to say enough fighting, enough division. And so, uh, you know, unity has to replace division. Love has to replace hate. We have to start finding things in common mm. with somebody. Um, it was really cute. Just a, a few months ago, I uh, was at somebody's house being mentored and their two-year-old daughter had never met me before. And she's kind of shy and she came running into the room and here's this strange woman in their house. And she looked me up and down and looked me up and down. And then she said, I have shoes the same color as you. And I thought, there it is. What if we could just look people up and down inside and out and find what we have in common, which is the image of God. Hmm. And so, you know, with that, uh, understand that, that love, this is, we're not talking about the mushy, um, mushy, wishy Hallmark movies, although love them. Merry Christmas. That's right. Um, uh, chalky, <laughs> chalky heart shaped candies with silly messages on them. It's, it's not that kind of love. 
It's the kind of love that changes people. It's the kind of love that brings joy. It's the kind of love that opens up the hearts and minds of people for you to share the gospel because in the psychology of the way God created us, you, you're you always asking, am I safe? The whole fight or flight response, am I safe? Am I safe? That is a core conscious thing. And only if the mind says, yes, you're safe, then it asks, am I cared for? Am I loved? And if and only if you are safe and you are cared for, will the brain engage and say, now what can I learn? Hmm. So think about all the people you come in contact with, specifically in the workplace, who may not live somewhere that they feel safe or they feel loved, yet we're expecting them to learn and work and produce. Mm -hmm. Think about kids who go to school like that. Think about maybe they don't feel safe in the workplace. Maybe there's stuff going on in the workplace. Maybe they're fearful of losing their job every day, or they just don't feel cared about. Maybe they feel invisible. Maybe they don't feel significant. You know, it just made me, it made me think of something when you said that, because you said, you know, it's not about the the heart-shaped candy and all that stuff, but yet it drew my head to this place of, you know, I um, grew up in a home where we gave cookies to the new neighbors that came in. And you think about Which that. Which is, by act, the way, an excellent way to show love to your neighbors and to your is. favorite radio talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> bonus, bonus. Um, but, you know, I just think about that simple act when we don't even know the person and we bring right. them something. And in, you know, in my world, it was something homemade that we spent time, you know, mm-hmm. doing and showing them basically that I want to love you as my neighbor and what right. is, and then that led to them feeling safe to reciprocate yep. or safe to ask for that cup of sugar or safe right. to say, I have a problem in the middle of the night and to be able to develop that relationship. And, you know, I'm, I do that in all different ways today and I don't even think about the safety factor. So I love, I love that you're kind of making us aware of it because you're, you open it up, whether I'm giving somebody a piece of chocolate or a cookie that I made or whatever I'm doing to love on somebody that I may not have a foundation with. You're saying that it gives them the opportunity then to I feel safe in that relationship. I'm just I'm just going to jump in here because I don't know. This seems okay. too easy. <laughs> Isn't Kath, that great? Well, but I don't I don't know. I mean, some people just aren't. They're not very. It's some people are hard to love. And, you know, what you're saying is that. Love is transformational. So you're really, saying it's hard to give them your cookies? Do you re- No, it is definitely hard <laughs> to share cookies. Here. I mean, that's truly love for Jim to give away his cookies to somebody then else. He would lay down his cookies for a friend. That's yes. right. Well, yes. I'm willing to share as long as I get my own fair share. Okay, but let's go back to love, though. Okay, <laughs> that is love because we're saying we're saying that love is transformational. We're saying that love can absolutely turn a workplace upside down. We're saying that love will, I mean, well, love will bring us together. I mean, good grief. I want to break out into song here. Okay. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Captain Antonio. That's, That's right. right. Uh, love will <laughs> bring us together. Okay. okay. I'm just trying. Okay. All right. Just kidding. All right. So, I mean, is it not really that simple? Love. No, I'm not worried. I'm not going to do that. Is it Thank really you. that simple, Kathy Branzell? Is it really that simple that what's screwed up in our country today, what's messed up in the church today is the fact that we've forgotten how to love people? Absolutely. You know, I'll take it a step further and say what's tragic is inside the church, we may have forgotten how to love one another. And uh, when when Ronnie Floyd was was uh, announcing 
the National Day of Prayer, love one another theme, he said, the church needs it first. You know, that we need to examine ourselves. And I mean, I am super excited. I have an amazing pastor at my church here in Atlanta, Georgia, and he and our church staff hosted a bunch of other church staffs into the church this week to talk about how they can love and serve our community together. Wow. But it's not about individual small C church membership, but it is about the big C church, all of us out there loving our community, meeting needs, and sharing the gospel. And so how do we do that? Mm. That we don't compete, that we complete. And it's, yes, it's really that easy. God, God made it that easy. He said, love me and love others and let him do the rest. All right. So let's talk about the lifestyle. Martha, we've got this thing called the I Work For Him Nation. Mm-hmm. And, and Kathy, this is, if you go back, we go back two and a half years ago when we first met we were, you were talking about, Hey, Jim, we want to really help people develop a prayer, care, share lifestyle. And I'm saying, Hey, that sounds a lot like the, I work for him nation pledge where we're talking about people asking them to pray, asking them to befriend people, asking them to serve people over and above what their job requires to pray with people, but over all along being a person of excellence in their workplace. What is this? What does this lifestyle really look like in the workplace? Give me, give me like an example. What, what does it look like to you? So many things. So first of all, praying your way to work. And and you talk about that hard person to love, understanding that every fruit has a root. So every, every behavior has a reason. And so being able to get beyond the behavior to the person and saying, I am determined. Uh, think about Daniel. When, when he and his friends were carted off to Babylon, you know, think, mm-hmm. think about how they resolved. That's, that's, a, that's a big word, to resolve, to determine beforehand, before the situation. So I'm going to resolve that I'm going to love that person, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to let personal offense get in the way, that um, uh, I, I'm going to think of others before myself that uh, I'm going to work ethically, you know, uh, 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 work ethic kind of comes out of scripture. It was kind of God's idea Mm -hmm. to do everything with excellence and in obedience to him. Mm -hmm. And so in those things, you pray on your way to work, you pray through work, you pray on your way home from work, you pray about your decisions. You know, it's this pray without ceasing attitude. But then at any moment, at any time that you can have a conversation where you affirm or appreciate someone. We've talked about this before. The three things everybody needs every day is affection, affirmation, and appreciation. And you, you, you do that through thankfulness and through talking and, and through serving. And so you're looking for ways to get your job done with excellence and, and to love on other people. And you do that in a boardroom. You do that in your decision-making. You do that. Hey, how can I help you? Hey, I've got this idea. Run with it. You're not worried about credit. You're not worried about positions. You're not worried about power. It's all about service. So, Martha. Well, I just, you know, so when we think about that in terms of um, actually being on the job, because that is our focus, although we need to love people 24-7, you know, this is the neighborhood, this is um, in the church, like you were saying. But I just think about the, the times when you maybe don't agree with somebody that you work with, that doesn't mean that you have to dislike them. You can be right. on different pages because that is how we actually get to better places. When you take somebody's idea and and compare it to yours, 
hash it out in a loving way. What an example that alone is, Jim, in the workplace. If people can um, have constructive conversation where it's not all just, you know, oh, I want to, if you don't agree with me, I don't like you. Check it out online, love2020.com, love2020.com. Martha, why are we even talking about this on I Work Ram today? Love? I mean, really? Well, yes, really. Because, you know, we really, if you look at this in terms of how I work for him in the workplace, um, my goodness, if we're not doing that with love as our basis, there there must be something else. Then it's selfishness. Then it's, um, you know, there's other things that definitely get in the way. But if we can bring love to the workplace in a way that, like Kathy was saying in the first segment, allows people to be thinking um, or knowing that they're safe in that environment, who knows where those conversations can lead and how their lives can be impacted and changed for the kingdom if we first are loving on people. And Jim, we've we've seen that lived out in our lives, but what Love 2020 does is give words to it, gives um, encouragement to it, and knowing that if together we all work in such a way that we all want to touch the lives of everyone across our country, my goodness, what a difference it's going to make. So that's why we're talking about it on I Work For Him. Kathy Brenzel, Love 2020, this movement started several years ago. Mm-hmm. There's been highs, there's been lows. We've done a ton of shows about it. Let's talk about where we're at today. We're, we're, we're fast approaching 2019, so we get a couple more years in this initial phase of this movement. What have you seen God do, and what do you think's next? Um, when, when we first started many uh, years ago, you know, this was going to be a decade of love and, um, uh, it was very difficult to get ministries and churches to work together. And, um, it was very disheartening, um, that we were competing against one another. We were competing for members. We were competing for fame or I, I, I don't know. I, I just really, it was very confusing to me. And what I have definitely seen, especially over the last two or three years is ministries coming together, big and small to say, what can we do together? How can we make sure there's no gaps? How do we, instead of spending all of our resources and time and volunteers replicating, duplicating each other, how do we start working together to make sure that every and, and yes, we're still using the word every. We want every person in America to have the opportunity to be touched with the love of Jesus Christ. And we can't be all of that. Not one ministry can do all of that, can reach everyone. That's right. And so that's why it's been exciting to have hundreds of ministries, big and small, coming together to collaborate and to have these great conversations and actually map out you know, cities and zip codes and campuses and on and on it goes to make sure that we can really count every and not just go, well, sort of, kind of, or a whole lot of. (laughs) It's been, it's, it's neat because we have seen it too, as we've been on the air for five and a half years, started to see this collaborative movement within ministries. Now we're only focused on the faith and work side of the church movement, but it really impacts everybody. When you look at people starting to understand that their work really matters to God and dealing with ministries that are discipling people to, to live out their faith vibrantly at work. 
we are starting to see that collaboration. And we were in Chicago earlier this year. And man, oh man, it was the most collaborative environment we'd ever been in. It was amazing. It was like church in the exhibit hall. It was really cool. You know, it's kind of funny that you talk about collaborating around this theme because I, in my head, I see this little battle going on. No, love is my my theme. No, love is my theme. No, my goodness, God um, put this before all of us, and so it's like it's you know, mine. let's it's fight mine. over love. You know, and it's it's resistance, and um, that's just the flesh. That's mine. the flesh getting in the way and saying, you know, I. Um, God gave me this agenda and this is my only agenda. No, he told us all to love one another. So so let's, why don't you give a little plug for National Day of Prayer, Kathy, for people that maybe go, okay, I've heard of it, but but what is it? And how can I hear this theme of love one another? Let's just um, plug that for a minute. Oh, yeah. So um, the National Day of Prayer, actually, a lot of people, two things, a lot of people confuse it with the presidential prayer breakfast, which is in February. So that's something completely different. And of course, we're always happy anytime um, Washington, the the folks in Washington pray, and that's great and coming together in prayer. But the National Day of Prayer is actually the first Thursday of May, and it is uh, mandated by law. I believe it was the last unanimous vote of Congress Mm. uh, back in the Reagan area and Congress voted that on the first Thursday of May, the president would call our country um, to prayer for our nation. And so it's exciting. Uh, uh, Several people catch me every month and go, wasn't the national day of prayer canceled? Um, Isn't it illegal? And the answer is no and no. It is a law and we're excited and, and you can get involved um, by bringing your community, your workplace, um, wherever you are. It's funny, we, we workplace is such a big encompassing part of our lives. And so when we talk about military, when we talk about government, we talk about schools, we talk about healthcare, on and on it goes. These are all workplaces. Right. And you can bring your workplace together to pray. Um, specifically on the National Day of Prayer, but there's tools and all kinds of things. So you can be praying for your workplace in your workplace every day by going to nationaldayofprayer.org. Excellent. All right. So getting back to a related movement, Love 2020. Yep. You've been leading this for a long time. Let's talk about how can people get involved? I mean, because what we're talking about just getting people engaged in a lifestyle of prayer care and share, which is Mm -hmm. describing how we should be living out our faith in our work. So how can people get involved? We've got thousands of people are going to hear this show. How can they get involved specifically? That's great. So, well, one of the things is we just launched a new campaign called Love Beyond. And um, I was alluding to it a little earlier when I was talking about that we need to love beyond our differences, love beyond our politics, love beyond our preferences, love beyond the vote, love beyond an event, love beyond my desk at work, love beyond. And so with that, what we want uh, people to do, you can go to love2020.com and uh, read our launch blog there. And also there's um, an opportunity for you to, to commit to pray the prayer that you will love beyond yourself. You're asking God to show you ways every day to love beyond yourself, your comfort zone, um, your neighborhood, your desk at work, the water cooler, whatever it is. And so I would ask people to go on and make that commitment and start praying that prayer every day. Wake up every morning and say, Lord, show me who 
I can love every day and how they need to be loved. And then when you lay down at night, just start thinking about all the different ways, all the different doors that God opened for you to, to, to love other people throughout that day. Um, you can email me. I have a new email address, um, love2020, and that's 2020 love2020 B at gmail.com. And that's specifically to hear from people about what's God put on your heart? What makes you sad? What makes you happy? What makes you angry? What, what is God calling you to do? What's, um, what's something that's really on your heart? Uh, what, what's a question that you have? What ministries would you like to get involved in? Um, do, do you need an idea about something to do in your community, in your workplace? And so we can help you out with that. We can connect you with other ministries. We can, uh, we have tools, we have all kinds of resources. And so we can help encourage and equip you um, through our website and uh, by emailing us. That's so exciting. So, so really there are a lot of resources and encouragement and stories, right? On love2020.com. Absolutely. And we're on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram as well. And so, you know, go on and, and hear other people's stories. Sometimes you read something and you go, Oh, I could do that. Yeah. Um, and share your stories with us because we really do have the opportunity to love every day. And, you know, those stories really do um, help us to think through our own lives. You were just listing different things for Love Beyond. And mm -hmm. um, a key one these last couple of weeks, Love Beyond the Vote. You mm -hmm. know, how many people ever thought. Yeah. In Florida, you know, Love Beyond uh, the. Not just the, the Florida. The local counting people. But, but everywhere. You know, yeah, That's right. it's, it's, happening, it's oh, happening yeah. all over. And I know. I've talked to so many people that are like, I have unfriended so many friends because of, of this on Facebook and whatever. And I'm like, you know, let's think of it in terms of Love 2020, loving beyond their, right. their, their political stance. There's still a child of that, you know, a person that God wants to let us to love on and to um, encourage and to love them to Jesus is our ultimate goal. Um, but to, let them see the feel the authentic touch of Jesus Christ. Right. To be kingdom minded, kingdom citizens. I loved you before the election and I'm going to love you after the election. And we can agree to disagree, but just loving civil discourse has got to happen again because the enemy is just standing off, you know, leaning against the wall, laughing when we tear each other apart. We've really become a country of devouring one another with our opinions and preferences. And um, it, it goes back to love one another. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So there are businesses that have adopted the Love 2020 lifestyle. In fact, when Martha and I were in San Antonio, Texas in yeah. October, we walk through the doors and we're greeted by a Love 2020 entrance carpet. That was awesome. At Southwest so Exteriors, courtesy of Scott Barr and Southwest Exteriors there in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, that's going all in carpet. Love 2020 carpet. Now That's a prepare to be loved t-shirt. That's, that's, a, that's yes. a welcome to love mat. I love it. Prepare yes. to be loved. I think really we should do t-shirts like that. Prepare to be loved. They should be bright orange or bright yellow and with a, like a warning saying prepare. Okay. So give us some examples of some businesses that get this. Stories that you've heard. Uh, over the last several years of businesses that have said, wow, okay, I can love my people. That's a different idea. I can love my people. Hang and on, before that? she gives those examples, oh, before, wait, in that company, Jim, weren't there two core values? And one of them was to love yeah. and one was excellence. 
So, you know, just taking this that further step, it's one thing to say, you know, okay, we're going to love in this environment, whatever that might look like. Yeah, whether you like it or not, we're going to love. This particular company, their T-shirts that their contractors wear on the job site with contractors all over. Because they're a windows signing and doors company. The back of their shirts say love and excellence because that's their two core values. And if... If that could be an end game for some companies, my goodness, you know, I, I just I think it's awesome because, you know, you're not talking about they're sitting in their offices talking about loving. They're wearing it on their shirts out there on the job site. And I would say you've got to have love before you can have excellence. You, you can't achieve excellence without love. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Talking Love 2020 today, how can love transform those that you work alongside each and every day? How can love transform your business? How can love transform your customers, your vendors? How can love transform your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Well, we all know what love has done for us. Jesus' ultimate sacrifice on the cross was an, the ultimate expression of love for each one of us. So what does that look like when it's walked out in our daily lives? Well, Kathy Brenzel is part of a, an incredible movement called Love 2020, where the goal is to bring an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to every person in America by the end of 2020. Kathy, how are we doing? We're doing great. You know, just one day at a time, growing love, growing love, looking for ways to love, deciding to love and not hate, deciding to listen and not talk all the time, to lean in and learn from one another, to pray for one another. And to say, I'm going to love you beyond myself, beyond my preferences, beyond um, even my own ability, because the Holy Spirit dwelling in me is going to enable that love. And uh, it's exciting to see people coming together and loving beyond themselves. Okay, before the break, we told people you were going to give us some examples of some business owners that get it. Some people, yeah. some people that are really living this out. And then I want to right. talk about a theme song because we really need a theme song. We need a song. <laughs> but go ahead, Kathy. Tell us some examples. Excellent. So, um, you know, d- starting out with, I, I love when um, business owners have um, enabled chaplains to come in. Now, mm. there, there are several chaplain networks. But just you've got to start with being loved, knowing you're loved. Again, going back to safe and loved, knowing you're loved, having someone to talk to. You have to have it. You have to experience it before you can express it. And so there are a lot of business owners who at their own expense um, will, will have chaplains come in or if they don't even have to pay them, will just allow chaplains to come in um, anywhere from one to seven days a week so that their employees have someone to go talk to when they have a problem, when they have something going on at home, when they have an issue. You know, what's great is then um, we were talking before about people that you disagree with and all of that. It cuts down on gossip. Mm. You know, I, I would say that one of the greatest things you can do in your workplace is don't gossip because you don't know what you don't know. And Jesus said, don't do it. So those are really two good reasons to just bless people and not curse them. And so with that, having the chaplains come in is great, making people feel safe, having this um, open door. But uh, something else that I'm really excited about that's important, especially to this next generation, is giving time off to go serve. And so we hear of all of these different businesses and business owners and, and CEOs saying, we want you 
to go out and at least four, five hours, eight hours a month, go serve the community. Right. And you can choose where you go, whatever is on your heart, whatever means something to you, wherever you want to see change, go do it. I just count against your vacation time. Go I was just reading a book by, well. by Dave Kale called the good book on business. And in there, he does several business examples. And one of these businesses gave, gave their employees three weeks of vacation, but they gave them an extra two weeks if they went on mission somewhere wow. to go and serve, to give them an extra two weeks, uh, which is a fantastic example. You brought up the next generation. Let's just call them the millennials as they, as they yeah. seem to be referred to. There's a significant amount of, of stuff as I've been reading and prepping for shows. And we just did a show uh, uh, recently on this. Really what they're looking for. I mean, a lot of people are confused. What's wrong. They keep saying, what's wrong with the millennials? Well, there's nothing wrong with the millennials. What they need is love. They're looking to be invested in by the next, by the previous generations, which is really an act of love. That's what they're looking at. Are you seeing that too? Absolutely. And, and, and like I said, we've got to be willing to listen and not just talk because the millennials have a lot to offer Yes, and they do love justice and they are, um, you know, wanting to walk humbly, but they're wanting to be heard and to learn. And so we're seeing a lot of that coming together. And that's something that can happen in the workplace. That was a, another example that I was thinking about where people who are newly hired kind of have this Barnabas program. And it's not so you'll do it the way we've always done it, because part of that program is to say, OK, as as you move through, as you're here for a few days, a few weeks, a few months, start sharing with us areas that you see where we could make improvements. You know, this is the first generation that completely grew up in the digital age and we frustrate them in so many ways where something that takes us five days to do, they could probably <laughs> do in five minutes, but we won't listen because this is the way we've always done it. And so think about the time that they can save the new ideas that they have, what what's important to them, not just what's important to us. Uh, I just had the privilege of spending a, a lot of time with about 20, uh, 20 somethings uh, in Dallas, Texas, who were there for the Together event. And they were from Chicago and from Nashville. And they had 100 questions. Breakfast wasn't long enough for us to mm. spend together. And they were asking all of these questions and then taking notes about what I said. And uh, that was incredible because we all have this attitude of, Oh, you know, they just want to do what they want to do. And that is not true. Right. So mm -hmm. I just want to make sure our listeners know who we're talking to and where they can get um, more information if they're interested in this conversation, which who wouldn't be interested in love as a theme. So love2020.com is where you can go. We've been talking with Kathy Branzell and she is um, the the national coordinator for Love 2020. And we just want to really get this message out. So if this is something that God just give God the opportunity to stir it in your heart and um, work that out in your life that you are loving on people to pray. So it's prayer, care and share. That's really the, the three things. If you wake up every day and say, how am I going to pray, care and share the love of Jesus with people today? What is that going to look like for me? Our world would never be the same if more of us would intentionally start our day that way. Imagine that. Doing what Jesus said. Not an incredible Imagine. idea. Imagine, Imagine that. Really just duplicating the lifestyle that he led. He led a life of prayer, care, and share. That's what he did all day long. 
Uh, okay, so Kathy Branzell, as we have just a few minutes left of the show today, talk to me. What's one thing you want to make sure our listeners really know about Love 2020 and about you? Hmm, that it works. That that Jesus really made it that simple. Mm. That somehow we have to get out of our own way. It it really is a way of walking humbly. It really is a way of um, God showing you every day how um, maybe we don't have everything right. Maybe we don't know everything. Um, and so this willingness to just learn and put others before ourselves, not in a dangerous way, not by ignoring taking care of our own health. Um, we see that happen, but just being aware, looking around, because it, just like we said, um, this is how Jesus did it. When you read the gospels every day along the way, whoever he ran into whoever he was with, wherever he was, whatever he was doing, he stopped to pray, to care, and to share. And it really is that simple because it's this idea of as you change a life, then they'll change a life, and then they'll change a life. And, and, and so on, and so on. Just like the Breck commercial back in the uh, yeah. 70s. The shampoo. <laughs> it, really is, it really is that simple when you'll set yourself aside um, to lift Jesus up. And, and what happens when we do that to ourselves um, is that God has created us in such a way that we actually feel better about right. the situation, even though it got us maybe out of our comfort zone. I think that, um, Kathy, don't, don't you think the culture has kind of stolen the word love in some respects and and dis- distorted it? So when we tell people when we talk about love, you know, maybe they're getting they get the wrong idea. Right. Absolutely. It, they've distorted it with there's it's in some cases made it disturbing. And so you have to remember, this is the authentic love of Jesus Christ yeah. that you are sharing. Um, this isn't something physical. This isn't, uh, um, you know, something where you're going to get a gain from it, but it is very fulfilling. What I have found is that everybody, um, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, how old or young you are, if you're American, not American, Christian, not Christian, everybody is looking for purpose. They want to know their life matters. Mm-hmm. And so in that, um, you there is so much fulfillment when you put others before yourself, when you meet a need, when you stop to listen, when you pray, when you care, when you share the love and message of Jesus Christ. That is the most fulfilling life you could ever live. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just makes me circle back to that whole comment of the companies that give people time off to go serve. Guess who's more productive? That's the one, right. Because they're excited about what they did. They know that they added value and they're going to add value back on the job as well. I just, and you know, it, God created us that way. And their attitudes and actions are totally impacted. Yeah. Kathy right. Branzell. Great to get to work. That's right. Kathy Branzell, we're so grateful that you're part of I Work For Him, that you've been just bringing the message of Love 2020 to us so many times over the last two and a half years. We're excited to keep moving forward as we go love beyond. But Kathy Branzell, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you. Love you guys. Hey, check out Love 2020 online, love2020.com. That's love2020.com. Become a member today. Just commit to that lifestyle in your workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.